Cheers. I'm just going to decant my beer mm. into a mug. Yes. Do you want to explain while I do that, why well, I'm we, doing that? We bought these uh, fine uh, beverages mm. and uh, realised as we put it down uh, that there was a hole in the can. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know it's a classy lager. Yeah. yeah. What is this lager? When there's a hole in the can. Yeah. Well, most days that we do this... Um, there's normally some sort of spillage. And this mm. time I prepared and I mm. brought a towel you did. to put it down. Because we always spill something. Yeah. And then instantly, before we even had a chance to even put the towel down, through no fault of our own, we didn't put a hole in the can. You can be like, never seen that before. No. A leaking can. Fresh pour. Fresh pour. <laughs> fresh pour. Oh, like. I thought you said fresh pour. And that was some kind of like beer phrase I've never heard before. <laughs> fresh pour. Never seen that happen before. Fresh pour. Ah, well, anyway. Hello. Welcome to episode 53 of Two Geeks, Two Beers with me, Tom Eames, and my dreamboat of a pal, Morgan Jeffrey. <laughs> Hello. That will make more sense in context. Sort of. It doesn't really. No. no. Just a nice compliment. Yeah. Too, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a video game it, uh, it has. episode on uh, Two Geeks. So I'm taking the reins this time to discuss and dissect a sadly demised but well-loved console from yesteryear, the Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast. Which is impossible to say without doing the Cartman voice. Mm. Um, so we're going to look through its games, its history, and why it didn't quite succeed. So uh, firstly, beers. Um, despite the hole in the can, uh, this comes from Evil Twin Brewing uh, via Beerhawk, a wet dream. I just searched dream and it was the first one that came up, but still, very fine Beverage. Cheers, I'm going to toast you Cheers. with, my, with yes. my mug. There you go. <laughs> Again, a soft thud. Ah, mm. 6%. It's a brown ale. Comes from America. Very, Very nice. nice. So, um, uh, your mem- memories then? Did you play the Dreamcast? I don't know. So, I, I kind of have a big gap in my gaming history. Yeah. Where, when I was young, I played on the Mega Drive, as we were one yeah, yeah. the previous uh, subject of a Two Geeks episode. And then I just sort of... I guess you know, gaming wasn't really my thing. Sort of, you know, <laughs> Moved on. Too busy chasing girls, I imagine. Um, no, and then and then I didn't really pick up the gaming again until like the the PlayStation, the PS One. Um, so ah, the, right. the Dreamcast. Well, it was around the same sort of sort of sort of era. Was the Dreamcast a rival to the PlayStation? Yeah. Maybe that's all bullshit yeah. then, and yeah. I'm, I'm talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> it just passed you by. But I did, I was, I, well, in that case, then I was a PlayStation boy. I never really played the Dreamcast. Yeah. Although hearing that it's had a long history but never quite yeah. made it, I immediately feel an affinity with it. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Um, well, as ever, we, we've said in the past where we're normally quite late with consoles, mm. um, and I was, you know, we're normally a couple of years late from when it's big and new. And then, when we, it then we'll get one. Mm-hmm. And I did the same with the Dreamcast, and. You'll know. You'll you'll realise from this episode that if you're two years late to the Dreamcast, then you're the only person playing the Dreamcast. Of course. Um, so yeah, I was. It was. I loved it. <laughs> Want to trade some games? No. <laughs> Dreamcast? Are you joking? I was. Uh, I I loved the Dreamcast, 
and then a month later I stopped loving the Dreamcast through no fault of its own I just couldn't do anything else with it no. I, was, I was too late yeah but anyway a brief love affair yeah so the Dreamcast is a video game console released by Sega back when they still did that so what was apologies I'm going to you know catch you out here yeah what was the journey from Mega Drive well, to Dreamcast well, well, you going to get onto it yeah okay so it was released on November 27th 1998 in Japan uh, in September 9th, 1999 in North America and October 14th, 1999 in Europe. It was the first in the sixth generation of video game consoles coming before Sony's PlayStation 2, mm. Nintendo's GameCube and Microsoft's Xbox. Uh, the Dreamcast ended up being uh, Sega's final home console marking the end of the company's 18 years in the console market. See, that was a... I think where we got next was yeah. like a golden age of consoles. Yeah. When you had yeah. PS2 yeah, versus. X versus Xbox yeah. versus GameCube. Clearly the GameCube mm -hmm. was the worst of the three. But even the GameCube had yeah, its virtues. Yeah, when, when you've got the Xbox versus yeah. the PS2, yeah. two incredible consoles. But it's so bizarre when you think about it because that goes on to this day. Yeah. Are you an Xbox or a PlayStation person? Yeah. Very few people go on both. You know, you're not allowed. You yeah, have to, you, you have, have to. to be, it's like Oasis Blur or yeah, you, know, you have to United cut, City. What's the phrase? You have yeah, you have to put your stick yeah. in the mud or something. I've always no, been. That's not that's not right at all. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You have to you have to make a decision. I've always been a PlayStation person. Like yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. Much as I'm, I'm, I'm a United supporter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess Oasis. That's tough. Though. See, at the time I was Blur, but mm. in retrospect, probably Oasis. Probably Oasis. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I'm a yeah, I'm a PlayStation boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, while we're on that subject, by the way, the generations of consoles. Mm. Fascinating. I recommend going on Wikipedia for these. Again, I wanted to ask you what the generations were, but I didn't want to catch you out in case you didn't have well, that information. Well, like, we're currently in the eighth generation of consoles, just so you know. So they've only gone two, up, up two notches since. Yeah, so think of each PlayStation as a different generation. Right. So PlayStation 2 was the sixth. I guess, yeah, because we still were on the PlayStation. PS4. So PS4. the next one, PS5, when it comes out, mm. will be the ninth generation. But it all started back in like the seventies, and it's gone on. Fascinating, it's yeah. like Power Rangers. But honestly, go on Wikipedia. Generations of consoles, mm. fascinating. So, a little backstory for you. Uh, released in eighty-eight, the Sega Genesis or the Mega Drive. Mega Drive. Check out episode twenty-two of Two Geeks Two Beers about that. Uh, that sold thirty point seven million units worldwide and was the most successful console Sega ever released. So, Still. Yeah, that was wow. there. That was there. I mean, it, it was yeah, pretty damn good. Uh, its successor to the Genesis, the Sega Saturn, was released yes. in Japan in '94. It was a CD-ROM-based console, um, but its dual CPU architecture, sure, whatever that means, made it more difficult. <laughs> this is an expert gaming no. podcast, by the yeah, way, just yeah. in case you were. Uh, it made it far more difficult to program than its main competitor, the Sony PlayStation. So essentially, the PlayStation was easier for third-party. Companies to program for, which you think was weird. You think the mm. other way around, but apparently Saturn was just too complicated. So wait, so the PS One was technically the same era as the Saturn. the Saturn. Yeah, because I think it PS... came after the Saturn. I suppose but... it's because we're still yeah. in the, the PlayStation yeah. age. Yeah. But I think of the PS One as being quite a modern console, yeah, the... and the Sega Saturn as being like a relic. No, because the Saturn came out in ninety four. PlayStation was about ninety five. Wow. So yeah, same sort of era. Um, so although the Saturn debuted before the PlayStation, its surprise US launch, which came four months earlier than original, originally scheduled, so they just brought out the Saturn, like it's a Beyonce album, they just brought it out. <laughs> Imagine doing that now. Um, it was marred by a lack of distribution, which remained a continuing problem for the system. So the Saturn, so it's like, it's here, yeah. can I get it? No! <laughs> no! No! So, essentially... <laughs> can I have a Sega Saturn, please? No! So the Saturn, it was good, but it was just... The, what was, was it? Lack of it? No one had it. Yeah. I remember there was my mate, uh, I had a mate called Luke, um, who lived down the road from me, and he had a Saturn. Mm. And again, I just didn't have a console back no. then. Uh, if I, I had a Mega Drive, yeah. 
two years after he had a Saturn. Yeah. So um, at the time, I remember he, I think it was Golden Axe or something on the Saturn, and at the time, just thinking, well, this 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 kid's like the coolest kid on the yeah. planet because he's got a Saturn. Hey, this guy Luke, he's pretty cool. Why? Got a Saturn. Yeah. A Saturn. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Sega's early release of the Saturn was undermined by so the word Saturn is now losing all meaning. <laughs> it sounds funny in my mouth. Sanitized Saturn. <laughs> a Sega Saturn. <laughs> It was a yes. Yeah, so Sega releasing that early was undermined by Sony's simultaneous announcement that the PlayStation would sell for two hundred ninety nine dollars compared to Saturn's price of three hundred ninety nine dollars. Right. So PlayStation came out Undercover. a while later and was like, "Yeah, we're cheaper and better, and you can actually get us." Yeah. So uh, let's have a little uh, reminder of what the Saturn was all about. Saturn. Saturn. It was undermined by the simultaneous sale of the Sega Saturn. We are five years away from entering the twenty first century. Humankind stands on the edge of the interactive age. You have come a long way. But are you ready for the future? Introducing Sega Saturn. Aww. Hit it! Sega's next-generation gaming platform. Revolutionary sports and arcade gameplay. All with amazing new 3D experiences never before possible on home game systems. Wow. Sega Saturn. It's how you play the game. Farther than you have ever gone before. Sega Saturn. Play your games in the 21st century and leave the rest of the world behind. <laughs> wow. So, in case you weren't aware, that was the 90s. Mm. Uh, so, should I describe what I just saw? Yeah, there? yeah go on. So, that was an advert for the Sega Saturn, yeah. presided over by this sort of demon dude yeah. who was saying, You've got to buy the Sega Saturn. Uh, it's how you play the game. I like I like that tagline. I like a good video yeah. game advertising yeah. tagline, like uh, EA yeah. Sports. It's a game. game. Great one. <laughs> um, and then there's also like this stoner dude who's yeah. like, I love Sega Saturn. Yeah. And yeah. there's far too old. The, <laughs> far too they old. They cast him far too old. And the demon dude's like, yeah, Sega Saturn's great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've lost a little something when it comes to video yeah. game console advertising. Really, do they even do it anymore? Well, these days there's adverts for games, but it's just like this game looks good. No actual game footage. Yeah. Uh, that's all it ever is. That's, that's always my yeah, reaction. Yeah. You didn't see it, but at the end there was a text that came up on the screen saying 20 spleen-busting games at launch. Spleen-busting. Yeah. Wow. Far from future of 1995. Exactly. So, Nintendo's long delay in releasing a competing 3D console and the damage done to Sega's reputation by poorly supported add-ons for the Genesis. Remember the Sega 32X? Oh, the thing the that toilet. They, the, the, the toilet that came yeah. on top of a Mega Drive. Exactly, yeah. just to keep it going, like live support. <laughs> Uh, it allowed Sony to establish a foothold in the market so obviously they were new in this mm. era and then they were like right they're, they're shit let's, let's do it properly yeah. 
Um, the PlayStation was immediately successful in the US thanks to a massive advertising campaign and strong third-party support. Sony's success was further helped by a price war, as we say. Sega lowered the price of the Saturn from 399 to 299 and then from 299 to 199 in order to match the price of the PlayStation, even though Saturn hardware was far more expensive to manufacture. And the PlayStation just enjoyed a larger game library as well, so PlayStation had more games, so all in all. Um, I just wanted to relive. Why, why are we talking about sound? <laughs> Sounds like it sucks. I know. I, I just want to do uh, just relive the startup sound. Oh, I love a good startup yeah, sound. Right, that probably makes my toes tingle. Yeah. Amazing. Having said that, you just played that and I was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to play the Sony, uh, the Sega, sorry. The Sony Saturn. I thought you were going to play the Sega Saturn startup noise. Yeah. I was going to be like, I'll have no emotional response to this. Why are you playing, the, why are you playing me the PlayStation? Well, when else are you going to be able to play the PlayStation? Well, great. But again, I feel like we're going off track here. And look, it's all to do with the context of the time. All right? Okay. All right. All right. So losses on the Saturn hardware contributed to Sega's financial problems, um, which saw the company's revenue decline from between 92 and 95 as part of an industry-wide slowdown. So the whole of the video game market was suffering at the time, but Sega suffered the hardest. Uh, Sega's focus on the Saturn over the Genesis prevented it from fully capitalising on the continued strength of the 16-bit market. Yes, because this, the Genesis slash Mega Drive was a great console. Exactly. Just just keep where you are. You're doing all right. Yeah, you don't get ideas above your station. So after the launch of the Nintendo 64, sales of the Saturn and Sega's 32-bit software were sharply reduced. So by August 97, Sony controlled 47% of the console market, Nintendo had 40%, and Sega just 12%. So they've gone yeah. right down. And like the N64, again, that was a sexy console. Yeah, that was... When, when, you, when the N64 comes out... You've got to put 64 in there. And you've, got, and you've got GoldenEye. Yeah. It's like, right, we're on a whole other level of gaming here now. But I love every single game that came out, Nintendo 64 had 64, 64. in it. Like, yeah, Mario Kart 64. And it's GoldenEye 64 mm-hmm. is the official title, yeah. So you're like, what were the first 63 games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where were the first those? It's like uh, around the turn of the millennium where everything had to have 2000 yeah, yeah, added yeah. on to the end of yeah, it, like yeah. Dracula 2000 with Gerard yeah. Butler. <laughs> Jerry Butler. Jerry Butler. Um, so due to the Saturn's poor performance in North America, Sega of America laid off 60 of its 200 employees in the fall of 97. Sega of America. So Bernie Stolar of the time, former president of Sega of America, said in 2009, I thought the Saturn was a mistake as far as hardware was concerned. The games are obviously terrific, but the hardware just wasn't there. Why are we talking about this? Look, it's all, it's all context. We might not ever do a Saturn episode. We don't need to now. We've done it. <laughs> no. So following five years of generally declining profits by March 98, Sega suffered its first financial losses since its 88 listing on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. And uh, shortly before announcing its financial losses, Sega revealed it was discontinuing the Saturn in North America with the goal of preparing for the launch of its successor. So here we go. We're getting right. there. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting past the yeah. Saturn to talk about better things. Yeah. Um, so this decision effectively left the Western market without Sega games for over a year. So wow. that's a long time in the world of, of games. Um, so Sega held a public competition to name its new system and considered over 5,000 different entries before choosing Dreamcast. A portmanteau, it's a great word, I don't say that enough, of Dream and Broadcast, obviously. Yeah. Um, so according to Kat... Oh, there we go. According to Katsutoshi Iguchi, Japanese game developer Kenji Ino submitted the name and created the Dreamcast Spiral logo. This claim has not been verified by Sega. So we're like, he says he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a confession right now. All right. And I have had a beer before we started. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking about halfway through another beer yeah. now. 
when you were talking about the Saturn and yeah. I was saying why are we talking about Saturn so yeah. much it sounds like a terrible console yeah. I'd actually forgotten that this episode was about the Sega Dreamcast well it's because it's leading up <laughs> no, no 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 and I was like I was like I, I actually thought we were doing an episode about the Sega Saturn and I was like why are, we, why are we talking so much about the Saturn it sounds like a terrible console and then, then, you, then you went the next console was the Dreamcast and I oh, the yeah. back of my head went yeah, oh yeah go. that's actually what this episode's about I actually genuinely forgot I genuinely forgot um, the Dreamcast startup sound mm. was composed by Japanese musician Ryuchi Sakamoto a member of Yellow Magic Orchestra wow. who was also composed the music for The Last Emperor and The Revenant among many others and has wow. won an Oscar a BAFTA a Grammy and two Golden Globe Awards wow so let's hear the uh, intro to the Dreamcast yes please Yeah, it sounds more like a like a swimming pool than a bit of music. Yeah. See, I have no emotional response to that because no. I never played the Dreamcast. Yeah. However, I can see how you might. Yeah. It's got that kind of like yeah. atmos. Little uh, dot appears on screen, yeah. spelling out. Nice, nice. There you go. So, the, because the Saturn had tarnished Sega's reputation, the company planned to remove its name from the console entirely and establish a new gaming brand similar to Sony's PlayStation. But they ultimately decided to retain Sega's logo on the Dreamcast exterior. So, for a while, they were just going to. Don't just, worry just about Dreamcast. Sega, just, just call it, but it ended up being the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, Sega spent uh, 50 to $80 million on hardware development, 150 to $200 million on software development, and $300 million on worldwide promotion. Wow. It's a bit of money spent and on the old Dreamcast. Maybe getting ahead of ourselves, but the Dreamcast didn't take off quite. No, it probably wasn't worth the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It probably wasn't worth the 80 million. Yeah. Um, Sega announced that Sonic Adventure, the next game starring company mascot Sonic the Hedgehog, you may have heard of him. Uh, would arrive in time for the Dreamcast launch and promoted the game with a large-scale public demonstration in Tokyo. Uh, Sonic's back. Want to mention the whole film coming out or the 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 sort of typical Twitter yeah. uh, reaction yeah. to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer yeah. was that it came out and everyone was like, "This looks terrible. Yeah. I'm angry at how bad this looks." Yeah. And then they went, "All right, we'll change it." And then they went, "What? You're going to make those poor animators do all their work again? I'm furious again." Uh, but for different reasons. I, I think it was all the ruse. I think it was the best marketing tactic of all time. I reckon they've already made the real Sonic. Right. And they were like, right, let's put out a shit one. Because they can just mm. replace it easily in, in post-production. I reckon they did that just so um, it gets all this amazing publicity. Mm. And then they'll release the real one. Go, oh, amazing. Good. Is it amazing publicity? Well, any publicity will do at this point. The tagline for that movie, though, is every hero has a genesis. Meaning like... Right, Sega yeah. Genesis yeah. doesn't work over here no, no. every hero has a Mega Drive no, no it doesn't, doesn't work, work. <laughs> oh, is that all you got no but thank you for asking uh, so in November 98 uh, some beer on myself oh, right, okay. uh, November 98 the Dreamcast launched and the entire stock sold out by the end of the day wow. uh, however of the four games available at launch only one a port of Virtua Fighter 3 oh, the okay. most successful arcade game Sega ever released in Japan mm. sold well uh, key Dreamcast games Sonic Adventure and Sega Rally Championship 2 which had been delayed arrived within the following weeks but sales continued to be slower than expected they never hope, heard of them no there you go they hoped to sell over 1 million Dreamcast units in Japan by February 99 but sold less than 900,000 undermining Sega's uh, attempts to build up a sufficient installed base to su- ensure its survival uh, there were reports of disappointed Japanese consumers returning their Dreamcast and using the refund to purchase the PlayStation oh. <laughs> You, I mean, you would. What a burn. You would, though. You would, you would though. You would, though. Uh, prior to its uh, release, Sega was dealt a blow when EA, the largest third-party video game pub- publisher, announced it would not develop games for the Dreamcast. EA Games challenge everything. That was another one. <laughs> Everyone hates EA now, don't they? Do they? Apparently, they just shit at, like, everything. 
they're like they fleece their their fans. And, oh really? Yeah, they're not they're not great. They're not a nice company. Electronic Arts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, figure fee, all the FIFA games. They could yeah. bring out a new one every year. It's exactly yeah. the same as the last one. Yeah, and why it should just be an update at this point. Electronic Arsenals. So working closely with Midway Games, Sega America worked to ensure a more successful US launch than Japan with a minimum of 15 launch games. In addition, a pre-launch promotion enabled consumers to rent the system from Hollywood Video, where that is, I guess it's like Blockbuster, in the months preceding its September launch. So you could actually rent the whole thing before it came out. Imagine if they did that now, it just wouldn't. That used to be a thing though, you, yeah? you could rent, yeah, my local play, you could, like, it, it was expensive, but you could rent a games console. I used to remember you could like rent like a, a PlayStation or a PlayStation 2. Nice. Yeah, yeah. for like a weekend. Yeah. It was expensive, so we never did it, but but you could. <laughs> okay, well, and Luke did it. <laughs> let's have a look at the launch of the Dreamcast. Hoping to win back a larger share of the market. CNN technology correspondent Rick Lockridge reports. In the cutthroat video game industry, one word seems to be all-powerful. The graphics, the graphics, the graphics. Better graphics means it's more realistic. And embattled Sega's new Dreamcast video game console is graphically better. The first home unit able to handle 128 computer bits of data at once. Twice as much as the Sony PlayStation and Nintendo 64 machines that dominate the $12 billion a year US video game market. 60 frames a second, which is twice the speed of a TV. It equals graphics you've never seen before. When you watch a football game, it looks like you're watching a real game on TV. Video game images are made up of tiny polygons. Dreamcast can draw 3 million of those polygons a second, up to 15 times more than competing systems. Does that make that much of a difference to a player? Yes, it does. It's more exciting. It's really smooth. I didn't see any errors. Sega's errors as a company, though, have been well documented. Its last home console flopped, and it's seen its market share plummet from more than 50% to about 1%. Can Dreamcast end Sega's nightmare? They have a lot of a lot banking on, on the Dreamcast. Again, they're a leap. It's, it's sort of a leap in, in video game technology, and Sega's going to use this to make a comeback into the marketplace. The $199 Dreamcast comes with a built-in modem, making it the first set built for online gaming. 18 games will be available right away. You can fight, fish, or skateboard. There's also a much-anticipated football game, NFL Y2K. Which, to quote all the media today, is saying this is by far the best sports simulator ever brought to gaming. Sonic will have to run pretty fast to catch Nintendo and Sony, but Sega's off to a good start there, having already pre-sold 300,000 of the Dreamcast consoles. The company hopes to sell a million units by Christmas. Rick Lockridge, CNN, Los Angeles. So you're going on the ground there, Rick Lockridge. Yeah. So he actually talks like that? He's like, <laughs> honey, what's for dinner? <laughs> I also love how the sort of the box pops. Yeah. I love how earnest yeah. the game players were. They're like, better graphics means it's more realistic. <laughs> really intense. Well, he's so angry. I love that guy. Uh, I didn't see any errors. <laughs> <laughs> really involved I love it I was just looking at the um, little clips of games there and mm. I think the, the thing about the Dreamcast is at the time comparing to the PlayStation 1 and Xbox uh, Nintendo 64 was that it was just really smooth mm. like you look at old PlayStation games it's quite juddery mm. good still but quite jud whereas this was just there's no <laughs> there's no juddering it's all <laughs> there's no smooth. juddering so whatever you think about the graphics it just felt nice and smooth I saw it and I didn't see any juddering <laughs> Right. This this looks just like American football, like you're watching on TV. Does it though? But at the time, you do. Uh, when we were then, because mm. that was the best you could get. When, when we, we were then, then. When we, 
because it was the best we could get at yeah. the time. We did think that was realistic. It's yeah. weird, isn't it, when you think about it? You yeah. look at it, how did we ever think that was realistic? It's like CGI movies where, like, at the time, you looked at CGI from the nineties. You're yeah. like, oh my god, it's mind blowing. Exactly. Now you look at it, it looks terrible because yeah. we've seen better yeah. CGI. Exactly. Uh, so the Dreamcast launched in North America at a price of $199, which uh, Sega's marketing dubbed $9999 for $199. What? Hang on. Which Sega's marketing dubbed 9 of the 9th, $99, for $199. See what I mean? So it came out on September 9th, $99. Right. Did you, did you say I didn't, that bit I didn't put that bit. No, yeah, okay. Well, that's so, key. Yeah. That is key to understanding that whole bit. <laughs> Gotcha. 18 launch games in the end were available for the Dreamcast in the US Sega set a new sales record by selling over 225,000 units in 24 hours uh, within two weeks the Dreamcast sales exceeded 500,000 in the US alone by Christmas it held 31% of the North American video game market share and you think great that's it's going great. well for Dreamcast what's, what's, what's the problem well, I don't what's not it, too shabby for Dreamcast and you know it said it wanted to have a million by Christmas it did it by November 4th brilliant what had a target you? yeah great mm. uh, Sega released the Dreamcast in Europe in, a month, in October in 99 at a price of £200 a pound more yeah scandalous yeah. Um, do you want to see some old British adverts for oh, Dreamcast oh I would love to and you'll see why I particularly love this advert We all play games. Why don't we play together? Dreamcast. Up to six billion players. Why don't we play together? Also online yeah. with a dash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was another one. It must mm. Obviously, Robbie was at his peak in 99. Mm. When you said you'll understand why I yeah. this advert in particular, I was like, either Robbie Williams <laughs> or a short bloke. <laughs> I wasn't sure which. So the advert, you obviously can't see... Um, it was a load of barbers uh, cutting men's hair and it was like who did it the best and the quickest and mm. it was like player two wins blah 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 and there was another one was a fishing one and it had she's the one with Robbie in the background so <laughs> Robbie struck a deal so he must have like yeah uh, do you want another even weirder advert of the time? <laughs> even weirder yeah not, no Robbie related this one Dreamcast it's 15 times more powerful than a Playstation and it has the best action sports and adventure games ever there are over 17 games to choose from straight away and 40 by Christmas Dreamcast makes them come alive. It's really fast. The cinematic graphics, well, you have to seem to believe them. It's got a tiny detachable VM unit, which is smaller than a Game Boy. It stores all your favourite characters. You can play mini games on the hoof or swap them with your friends. And it's got a modem. With Dreamcast, you get free unlimited internet access straight through your TV. That's right. Email, chat, surf. It's not just a games console. It's got online gaming capability. You can enter leagues with other Dreamcast players in Europe, and soon you'll be able to play them head-to-head. It won't kill your social life either. With its four controller ports, you can have all your friends around to play. I was supposed to tell you the Dreamcast is at the forefront of technological innovation. Well, yeah, it is. But why blind you with science? Dreamcast is the most powerful games console in the world. That's it. Enough said. Dreamcast. We all play games. Why don't we play together? Right, I don't feel like the creepiness what? What? of that advert will come no. across well in audio. No. But what were they thinking? So essentially this advert is just some bloke. <laughs> 
just lots of rapid cuts being weird in, in, weirdly intense and staring at the camera and it and it's really shoddily made makes as well. come alive and the camera work is poor it looks and like it was really, shot on someone's phone it's like someone it was like they said we um, send us your videos mm. for an idea for an advert mm. and uh, it's like a competition and then we'll do you know what it reminded me of gingers have souls <laughs> yeah. something yeah. like that just yeah. a weird video testimonial very odd oh, the early noughties at the time it didn't feel, it still didn't feel like that long ago to me but I realised oh that's like 20, 20 years ago ancient it? history yeah so though the Dreamcast launch had been successful Sony still had had uh, 60% of the overall video game market share in North America um, by the end of 99 on March 2nd 99 in what one report called a highly publicised vaporware like announcement so, vaporware. Vaporware. That's what it says. Sony like, revealed like vaping. Yeah, maybe. Sony, Sony revealed the first details of its next generation PlayStation. So we're talking a few months late, like even before it had come out in North America oh. and in Europe, they were like, "Oi, we've got a new one." What they dropped the PS2. Yeah. Oh, so rumors spread that the PlayStation 2 was a supercomputer capable of guiding missiles and displaying Toy Story quality graphics, while it boasted its online capabilities would give consumers the ability to jack into the Matrix. Can you get any more 90s than that whole expression? Got also, Matrix, also, like, Toy Story. It's a great guns on the PS2. Yeah, but it didn't no. guide missiles, did it? it? Well, no, it didn't allow us to jack into the Matrix. <laughs> no. Which, while we're on the subject, do they honestly think that was the best phrasing? Jack into it? Is that like a, is that like a, like a technological enter thing? Enter the Matrix. Is the en- enter the Matrix. That's yeah. what they call the, the game. The game good, yeah. good game. But it just, just makes you think, I'm going to jack off into the Matrix. <laughs> jack off into the Matrix. Anyway, carry on. In addition, Sony emphasised that the PlayStation 2 would be backwards compatible with hundreds of popular PlayStation 1 games. Which always, they don't do now. Always make your consoles backwards yeah, compatible. Don't, do don't right be now. a dick. The rumour is PlayStation 5 will do that. Good. But then, don't be a yeah. dick. Sony's specifications appear to render the Dreamcast obsolete months before it's even launched in the US. Uh, and the same year, Nintendo announced that its next-generation console would meet or exceed anything on the market, and Microsoft also began developing its own console, obviously. Mm. So it's like, the Dreamcast came out, and everyone was like, it's good, but why bother? Because we know the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox and the Nintendo's next yeah, one, well, GameCube, is going to all out to shit all over it. Yeah. Sega's initial momentum proved fleeting, as US Dreamcast sales, which exceeded 1.5 million by the end of 99, just declined as early as January 2000 so a month later it was just like but like Christmas no they were lying. killing it yeah. but by January exactly. forget about it so yeah. I, I remember this because as much as I you know I'd gone over to the dark side and I was playing Playstation mm-hmm. by this point I was really sad when Sega kind of gave up the ghost a little yeah. bit because I had originally got into gaming part of, the, part of the problem I was part of the problem yeah. but I had originally got into gaming through the Sega Mega Drive yeah. and when Sega were like no we're quitting I, yeah. thought, I was like oh really exactly yeah. <sighs> so on January 31st 2001 they survived another year just about but they uh, announced the discontinuation of the Dreamcast after March 31st and the restructuring of the company as a platform agnostic third party developer sure so essentially they were just we're going to make games now we're not going to bother with consoles the final Dreamcast unit manufactured was autographed by the heads of all nine of Sega's internal game development studios as well as the, head, as well as the heads of Visual Concepts and Wave Master and given away with 55 first party Dreamcast games through a competition organised by GamePro magazine was that one of the ones you had? The last, ever one, the last ever ones made. <laughs> You're like, yes, got this brand new, amazing, <laughs> dazzling console. It's going to be amazing. Little did I know. Uh, I like this. Okawa, who had previously loaned Sega $500 million in the summer of 99, he died on March 16th, 2001. Shortly before his death, he forgave uh, Sega's debts to him and returned his $695 million worth of Sega and stock. 
which helped the company survive its transition. So essentially, he just, what a great guy. I know he died, gave yeah. all his money over. So yeah. it's essentially, to say this could survive the next phase. Um, so in total, 9.1 million Dreamcast units were sold worldwide. Which is a lot. But yeah. Uh, reasons cited for its failure uh, included hype for the PS2, which you just said, a lack of support from EA and Squaresoft, those bastards, uh, disagreement among Sega executives over the company's future. And a car was lack of commitment to the product. So even though he gave him all the money in the end, apparently at the time it wasn't really right. Maybe it was didn't a bit, believe in it. Maybe it was a bit <laughs> guilt then. Yeah. He was like, ah, oh, better make up for it. Uh, Sega didn't have as much advertising money as other consoles, and uh, they focused apparently on hardcore gamers over the mainstream consumer. So they were like dedicated to true gamers, mm. whereas, whereas PlayStation maybe appealed to everyone. It's like how the Wii was a big hit. Yeah, you know, appealing to the masses. Yeah, yeah, children. <laughs> I remember at uni, people, anyone had a Wii, I was like, you know, there were, there were proper consoles out there, you know, you play proper games. But uh, the legacy of the Dreamcast moves yeah. on. So in 2009, IGN named the Dreamcast the eighth greatest video game console of all time, giving credit ah. to its innovations and software at the time. So was it like, it was actually it a was good. console, it was, yeah. but it just got, it, just came, it, was it of, came at the wrong time. It was too like soon. console, wrong time. Yeah, <laughs> it was too soon and too late at the same yeah. time. yeah. Um, according to IGN, the Dreamcast was the first console to incorporate a built-in modem for online play. And it's got a modem. <laughs> you can surf the internet. It's got online. The World Wide Web. <laughs> you can jack off to the Matrix. <laughs> and while while the networking lacked the polish and refinement of its successors, it was the first time users could seamlessly power on and play with users around the globe. So it was the first console that let you, yeah, go online. Online gaming. Yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the, it's the genesis of online gaming. It was, yeah. Doesn't get the credit it deserves. No, exactly. Uh, in 2010, PC Magazine, they named the Dreamcast the greatest video game console, emphasising that the system has gone too soon. I mean, all right, guys. But they said, yeah, it was, it was the greatest. In 2013, Edge named the Dreamcast the 10th best console of the last 20 years, which doesn't sound that good. No, <laughs> doesn't sound like consoles have been. Yeah. Um, highlighting innovations that it added to console video gaming, including the in-game voice chat, downloadable content, second screen technology, it started it all. Um, it explained that the system's poor performance by saying uh, Sega's console was undoubtedly ahead of its time and it suffered at retail for that reason but its influence can still be felt today nice. uh, writing in a thousand and one video games you must play before you die Duncan Harris said one of the reasons that older gamers mourned the loss of the Dreamcast was that it signalled the demise of the arcade gaming culture Sega's console gave hope that things were not about to change for the worse and that the tenets of fast fun and bright attractive graphics were not about to sink into a brown and green bog of realistic realistic war games which it did it sort of turned into those sort of gears of war yeah. brilliant games in their own way but it's just all so grey it became way too realistic really <laughs> 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 ah, so similar to the your Mega Drive episode yeah. I thought I'd uh, have a look at some games that yes because I don't really I didn't play the Dreamcast I don't really know what were the big old games yeah. for the Dreamcast <laughs> The big old games. <laughs> There's some big old games. So some of the greatest games of the console. <laughs> some of the greatest. Some of the greatest games on the console include Soul Calibur. Did, oh, I love Soul Calibur. Yeah, it was but a, I played on the PlayStation. Yeah, a fantastic 3D fighting game. Their lives were a constant battle, love, and revenge are all they know. Now they will meet, and their destinies will be revealed. Uh, Jet Grind Radio, a game where you play as a graffiti artist on rollerblades. Sure, so, why not? Great. Listen up, it's time for your daily dose of Jet Set Radio! Alright everyone, throw your hands in the air and let the groove take control! 
Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, I played that. I so played cool. that. I played that. Um, but in arcade. Yeah. Like I say, exactly. arcades. I played that in arcade. I think, I think as as the guy just said, Dreamcast yeah. was the best at porting sort of arcade games onto. Uh, did did, like, did arcades even exist anymore? I guess so, but not Do in they? the same way. Like I guess like 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 when you go to like the seaside yeah. now. Yeah. Is it just like you know betting machines and stuff? Probably. Or you, no, they do exist. The Time you know, Crisis Two still a thing? Is that yeah, like Time Crisis Two? And, yeah. yeah, and then like yeah, you used to be able to play yeah. like Marvel vs. Capcom and you had exactly. the joysticks and. So Marvel vs. Capcom Two was you know get all, it was like it's everything I loved. It was Iron like, Man vs. Hulk vs. Yeah. Wolverine vs. whatever Capcom is. Versus like Ryu from Street Fighter, yeah. right? Yeah, Ryu, no <laughs> yeah. one knows. Um, yeah, it was great. It was like Street Fighter characters yeah. versus Marvel characters. Yeah. It was everything I loved. Well, well for me personally, um, the reason I bought a Dreamcast or had it for Christmas for like ten pounds um, was Virtua Tennis and Virtua Tennis Two. So Ooh, yeah. again, in the arcades, mm. I would go to like the cinema down Tower Park in Paul Dorset, go and see a film, and then we'd while we're waiting for our parents to pick us up, <laughs> I'd go to uh, the slots and um, there the, there's this Virtua Tennis mm. uh, console. And at the time, it yeah. was the most realistic, amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, so fucking good. And I, that's the reason I got a Dreamcast. And you could play as Tim Hemmen. And I was really excited about that fact at the time. Gone are those days, halcyon days of of those uh, arcade machines. I, I, I will next time I'm down Brighton or something. I'm going to mm. try and find. It must be some sort of. Uh, well, on Brighton Pier, there are you can play um, arcade games, mm. but it feels like. That, you know, it's a certain type of arcade game. I don't feel like yeah. you're not going to be playing Marvel versus Capcom. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Shenmue is that how you pronounce it? The most epic game in the Dreamcast. Apparently, I never played it, but it was set in Japan in the 1980s. It's arguably one of the first open world games. Um, it was just at the time the idea of just be able to explore and not do levels and things was relatively new and apparently it's absolutely so invent- epic. Invented a- open world as well. Well, essentially, or yeah. you know, sort at least of. one of the early yeah. examples. And it was uh, there's a third game in that series in the works. Step into another reality. Shenmue. And uh, Skies of Arcadia as well. It was apparently really good, a pirate-themed RPG. Isn't that a Muse album? <laughs> Knights of Cydonia. Ah, oh, there we go. There you go. So, uh, first of my games I'm going to mention is um, uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, again, this was another, like, um, arcade game yeah. that you played. I've definitely played it, but clearly not on the Dreamcast. But yeah. So, it was an open-world racing video game. First released in arcade in 99, ported to the Dreamcast a year later. So, the game is based on you pick up taxi customers and you drive them to a destination as quickly as possible. That was it. But, man, was it exciting. <laughs> um, even with obnoxious voices... And music from the offspring. Oh, yes. Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go. At your service. Good job. Take me to the cable car. Sure. I love no. you. I want there yeah. uh, by the offspring from the album Ixnay on the Ombre it's a good album Ixnay <laughs> but it's no ignition nor is it uh, Smash which is the best offspring album yeah but I just watching that just have vivid memories of it was Christmas you know Quimbo Limbo period I guess because I wouldn't have had it in 2000 so it must have been like 2001 maybe 2000 Christmas in 2001 mm. maybe 
just playing Crazy Taxi in my room and just thinking, ah, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. Right? Life doesn't get much better than this. It never did. Never did. And it never did. And it never yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah, not much to talk about it. It's just that's great. Yeah, just just a lot of fun, mm. and it was just obvious, easy. Um, goals goals plot if you want to call it that and just yeah just a lot of fun and he doesn't sound, say this but it sounds like when he drops off that person mm. it sounds like he's like son of a bitch he isn't saying that it sounds like he's just fucking angry at everyone he's given a lift to uh, next up uh, Typing of the Dead not heard of this no so an arcade game developed by WoW Entertainment published by Sega released in Japanese arcade in 99 ported to Dreamcast in 2001 uh, Microsoft Windows version was released in 2000 and a PlayStation 2 port also was in existence. Uh, the Time of the Dead was essentially a modification of Sega's 98 light gun, light gun arcade game, The House of the Dead 2. Oh, I played House of the Dead 2. Yeah, so essentially this is the same game in which the gun is replaced by a computer keyboard. Mm, doesn't sound as good. No, but just, just you know, <laughs> I'll admit it was better on PC because yeah. you've actually got a keyboard in front of you. Because you don't wait, wait. This doesn't mean when you have a keyboard, no, right, you, of course, you'd have, you have to get a keyboard add-on to make it as good. Why couldn't you just have a light gun with a Dreamcast? Did, the, did that technology not exist at the time? Well, no, it did, but this came out. <laughs> so right, so you've got this game. Yeah. You've got, you've got House of the Dead Two in yeah. arcade yeah. where you play it with a light gun. Yeah. Obviously yeah. awesome. Then you've got on the PC where you, I guess, you type. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. But okay. That's how it works yeah. on the PC. But this game, for some reason, incorporates a keyboard element, yeah. despite not having a keyboard. It's probably a way of making you buy the keyboard add-on, essentially. Oh, so you can get a yeah, keyboard yeah, for the Dreamcast. Yeah, 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 that was the whole point. Right. Because you could go on the internet, so you could obviously do yeah. stuff like that. Um, so you essentially, you take the role of a secret agent in a zombie-infested Venice, and must quickly type letters, words, and phrases in order to kill the zombies. So phrases and words would come up on screen. You've got a, and it was sort of technically called um, edutainment because it was a way of sort of teaching you how to type. Yeah. So it was a, and it worked. Yeah, fuck touch type. Yeah, it was it was really good, and and critics loved it at the time. It was funny. It was difficult, but original as well. And it was just it was awesome. Um, I, I would say educational and fun. What more do you need? Yeah. Um, I'll show you that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not cheap. How could this happen? Gee! Gary, I tried. Don't underestimate the enemy. Gary, take this. Harry and Amy are coming to back us up. Hurry! Go! Thanks, Chief. No! No! Ah! I don't want to die! Oh my god! What you couldn't see there was, um, I, I'll be honest, I may have forgotten it from the time. I had no idea this happened. So the guy that you're playing, you see him, he's got a Dreamcast on his back, like a backpack. Yeah. And like a keyboard on his person in front so, of him. So presumably within the fiction of yeah, the game, he's actually the keyboard tired. actually does yeah. somehow kill the zombies. Yeah. Um, also, the voice acting, <laughs> appalling. Gary! They were, they, were, they were advertising, you know, we need, a, we need a voice actor. And he's like, how could this happen? Gee, no. And I'm like, you've nailed it. You've nailed that, that sort of like lack, lackadaisical, yeah. doesn't give a shit vibe that we were going for. Yeah. So great. 
<laughs> but the music's too loud as well. You yeah, can barely, can barely hear it. Hear it. Um, there's a website, uh, jonathansoma.com, uh, which has every single weird phrase from the Tuppy of the Dead. Now, I didn't get this far because I wasn't good enough. But I've just got a list of some of the funniest phrases that you have to type to kill the zombies. Uh, cows are watching how you drive. <laughs> Sad, sour shrimp. Sexy and smart bohemian dentist. All one thing. You've got to do that. Uh, bright, large 1BR seal fan tile bath. You just. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. I haven't right. had a stroke or anything. <laughs> Inebriated infantile. Wanna bite my ankle? Question mark. Anti dandruff hair lotion. Egg boiled in a hot spring. And then in caps, capitals, uh, people ask me why I yell all the time. I tell them I'm not yelling. With three exclamation marks. My caps lock key is stuck. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it, so there. You've got, you got to type all that. What, to kill one zombie? Yeah. <laughs> this is like the boss mode, mate. Don't make an effort. Yeah. What do you think of that? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally, you think about ridiculous. This mm. is another level. So have you heard of Seaman? Not the one in, <laughs> not the one in uh, South Park, where they obviously make the Seaman joke. Yeah, no. I've not heard of Seaman. Sea Seaman. It's, it's perhaps the strangest game of all time. Mm. Okay, so the plot is a new pet owner the player is given the responsibility of caring for and learning about the enigmatic seaman species using a replica of their discoverer's lab uh, the player must figure everything out by themselves such as appropriate care with some guidance from the narrator Leonard Nimoy as himself wow now I'm interested <laughs> I've bought before welcome to the laboratory of Jean-Paul Gasset you'll witness before you a phenomenon like no other a man of the sea Seaman. This legendary creature will be dependent on you for its life's blood. You'll begin right here in Gasset's laboratory. Where is this laboratory? What awaits you within? You have no idea what Seaman is or how it evolves. This is something you must find out for yourself, as there is little documentation to help you on your way. My name is Leonard Nimoy, and I will be your guide. It just sounds like semen in my head. <laughs> just sounds like Leonard Nimoy talking about semen. Why not? So the seaman is a form of freshwater fish. Yeah, I know. I know. The colour and shape of the fins suggests that it is a carp. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, with a very lifelike human face. Just to figure out. Terrifying. Yeah. So it possesses human mannerisms and behaviour with which the player interacts. So semen <laughs> is played using voice commands and came bundled with the official Dreamcast microphone. So you right. actually talk into the thing. It's considered a unique video game in that Definitely it presents uh, limited action. The player's role is to feed and care for semen while providing... <laughs> there's normally... There's, it's rare, actually, that there's limited action before <laughs> yeah. the exploration of yeah. semen. So. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. Uh, while providing him with the company that he needs. So think of... It's like Tamagotchi. Right. Sort but, of thing. But with semen. Yeah. In fact, the player is required to check on the semen every day in real time or he could die. So essentially, you, you turn off the machine, yeah. the Dreamcast, and you come back three days later, yeah. and three days of that, and, and, and your semen is dead. Your semen is dead. So, because it, it, it would look at the console's time mm. and realise, ah, oh, three days have passed in real life. Mm. So you weren't you weren't tending to your semen. No, so it's not like it paused. The right. semen didn't pause. No, it was waiting for you to wait for you to tend get a grip on it again. <laughs> Um, a portion of Seaman's knowledge is ah, random. Sorry, <laughs> it's random trivia. Uh, when he asks what the player's birthday is, for instance, mm. and you respond via the microphone, you know it's April third. Seaman will then share significant events which happened on that date. So they'd have recorded loads of stuff. So if right. he said April third, oh Eddie Murphy was born on that date, which he was. 
And Dorothy, God rest his soul. Uh, the seaman f- becomes fairly domesticated, but this does not prevent it from insulting the player or constructing less than friendly remarks. So it's rude to you. Rude a seaman. Lot. It's rude, 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 naughty seaman. <laughs> the player is provided with an unhatched seaman egg at the beginning of the game and through various terms of development and conditions develops and interacts with it. By using various buttons on the controller, the player controls all the machinery and physical contact with the mysterious creature. The player is also provided with multiple seamen for breeding and interaction purposes. Breeding? Yeah. So you just they keep... Start yeah. So you just keep hitting those buttons yeah. until you nail it with a semen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Over the course of the game, are you, are you taking it seriously? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Over the course of the game, it is required that the player evolve their semen <laughs> to different stages in its life cycle, eventually right. transforming into a frog-like creature outlined in this cover. So, uh, here you go. Get a load of semen. So, what month is your birthday in? October. You were born in October? Yeah, yes. Let's try that again. In what month were you born? October. <laughs> you were born in October? Yes. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Creepy. Treat. <laughs> treat. Like the spice. It's really weird, yes. considering how old it is and how good it is at well, AI. Well, you can look, but don't touch. I don't want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? To touch you. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know that word. You just said it. So, <laughs> what day is your birthday on? Second. <laughs> the second? Yes, bitch. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi was also born on October 2nd. I hope you are as peaceful as he. I would loathe to be stuck in here with an aggressive human being. Fuck you. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if our relationship can uh, handle this, you know. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you just said you it. Just said it. You just said it. Um, but yeah, the AI is just incredible because that would have come out like early noughties and I don't mm. think anything has come since that's remotely come close to replicating that. It's, like, a, sh- it's a shame they used it on a game featuring a weird <laughs> fish with a human face. Yeah, but yeah, the, the technology is incredible. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I could go through all the different life cycles of the semen. Um, it went from like podfish to tadman to frogman um but yeah there you go uh, if you manage to get to the end i don't know how but this is how it ends i have waited a thousand lifetimes for this moment smell that that's freedom mm, freedom the funny thing is that it's there all the time You don't always realize it when you're bogged down with so many other things, but you're always free as long as you're true to yourself. That's where freedom lies, within yourself. Okay, I must be off. So at the end of the game, essentially you release your semen, and then you just feel a bit sort of lonely and empty and embarrassed. Embarrassed and ashamed and wonder why you've wasted all your time playing semen. Playing Playing with semen. semen. Yeah. Yeah. But even he was like, um, guys, come on. You spent a good like 40 hours on this. Let's, yeah. let's, let's come on. Stop playing with semen. Stop playing with semen. Get on with your life. Yeah. I think we've, we've done the semen joke. 
as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. That's the bonkers, short-lived and underrated era of the Dreamcast. Uh, Wait, so, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. See. So what? Were you like? I'm going to talk you through the all, yeah. all the games of the Dreamcast. Yeah. You talking about one other game? No, no, no. Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Tuggly Dead. Crazy Taxi. Tuggly. All right. Two other games. Yeah. And then we spent about 20 minutes Seaman. talking about Seaman. Look, when else am I going to be able to talk about Seaman? <laughs> Hopefully, never, <laughs> ever again. Look, the, Dream, the Dreamcast is its own own entity. Mm. It was underrated. Mm. Well, how how do you like? Obviously, I never played it. Yeah. I don't feel particularly like I missed out. Um, looking back on it now, how do you feel about it? Um, I loved it at the time, mm. but I probably yeah I don't miss it. Sure, great. But look, it was ahead of its time, mm. but also too late. Mm. Just the wrong time. Right console, wrong time. Yeah, right console. Wrong I think time. it did what it did was really good, and it was mm. way ahead of its time for certain things. But the other guys just did it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was way ahead of its time. They were even more ahead of their yeah. time. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't, didn't didn't release a game about semen. No. Which you know no. might have given them the edge. No. Possibly. But uh, anyway, that's it. Um, thanks very much for joining us. You can get plenty of other episodes, or fifty-two episodes, including several video game episodes, mm. such as Mega Drive and uh, Point and Click Adventure Point Games, Click, Mortal Kombat, all sorts. Uh, Two Geeks Two Beers dot com. Uh, you can subscribe via what iTunes, iTunes. Uh, not Deezer, Stitcher, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on all sorts of things, um, and we're on the social channels. Yes, we are. We're, all, we're Two Geeks Cast yep. on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Boom. and you should also look up Two Geeks Two Beers on YouTube, yes. where we post uh, clips from our episode. Yeah, so if somehow from our episode, you've, from, or from all our episodes, <laughs> if you've come through to this somewhere else and you think, ah, oh, I need a, I need a bit of a taste of other mm. episodes, and go to YouTube and get some clips of the best bits. Get the taste. There's also a greatest hits episode, which might be a good way to start. Episode, well. 50? sort of fifty, sort but of technically 50. not fifty. But, it, but if you if you're looking for it, it's episode yeah. fifty. And uh, also head to Patreon because mm. we've got a, you can support us there. You can get some exclusive. Uh, treats if you support us in any way you can it's much appreciated it goes towards getting stuff for the episodes that we need and travel and all sorts that we want to do all goes directly back into producing the show and yeah. after listening to 20 odd minutes of wanking jokes yeah. why wouldn't you want to fling some why cash yeah, just, just you know let that cash build up yeah. let it build up and then just fling it at us just fling it in our faces oh, I have to make sure our parents that listen to this episode <laughs> not that they would but you know well that is it thanks very much for joining us I will leave you you had a bit of a taste of it earlier. Mm. Bit of Offspring, what do you reckon? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I was thinking, got to get a soundtrack or something from yeah. one of the Elf, uh, one of the Dreamcast yeah. games. Let's go back to tr- the, the the heady days of uh, Crazy Taxi. A bit of Offspring. I'm excited. What song? This is uh, Way Down the Line oh. from the album Ixnay. Ixnay on the Ombre. There you go. Yes, boy.
that'd be good uh, be good when that's released fine. yeah I mean when you you know it's building and building and building yeah, yeah. sometimes it just feels really yeah. good when it's then, released yeah, it's such a relief it's such, it's such yeah. a relief yeah and yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see what people think of it at the same time that's just weird <laughs> that is just weird just me alright splooge <laughs> <laughs>